Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Welcome to Sports Day with Gary Belcher and Scott Sattler. A couple of footy legends covering all things sport for Kia. Kia's open season on now with match-winning deals and red energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. G'day, g'day. Welcome to the show. Uh, Sports Day for Kia's open season. Scotty Sattler still with us or back again. Uh, Walking much better today after your mystery illness. Do you know why I'm walking better, illness. And hello, Badge, and also listeners. But I'm I'm walking a lot better because, as I said to you, it's not gout. It's arthritis in my foot. And when usually, religiously, four days out from any sort of storms, Mm. thunderstorms, and there has been up and down the East Coast, there has been thunderstorms um, in the last 24 hours. Right. So about three or four days out from thunderstorms, I get arthritis in my feet. Okay. So there you go. So put me on a roof like a rooster and... Did you uh, did you have any alcohol last night? I did not. Today? Negative. It could be something to do with it as well. <laughs> uh, Dean Lonigan is going to join us soon. Now, he's a uh, former teammate of mine, but uh, boxing promoter extraordinaire. Events promoter. Has the uh, he, he was behind the uh, the Auckland Nines. He's really taken over, hasn't he, when yeah. it comes to the Trans-Tasman events? He's, a, he's an ideas man, I tell mm. you. He, he was behind uh, Jeff Horn, his fights as the promoter. And now uh, he's got Justice Hooney. On the books, the uh, the young heavyweight star in, yeah. in the making, and and also um, we'll talk to him about this big fight night that's uh, mooted for Townsville. Could still not locked in rugby league rivalry. In, yeah, a lot mm. of a lot of Queensland versus New South Wales fights, and um, well, Scott Prince and Todd Carney. That's definitely been locked in. Josh Papali's fighting. Josh Papali uh, at this stage, Nelson Asafa Solomon. Really, that's a mm. bit of a. It was going to be Darcy Lussick. I'm glad it's not for Nelson Masofa Solomana. Um, yeah, there's a, the uh, Sammy Thiday's been thrown up. Josh Papali mightn't have seen the vision from what Nel- Big Nelson did <laughs> in, in Bali. Bali. <laughs> Whoa, interesting. Mm. Yeah, so he's gonna he's gonna join us. Uh, Matty Bowen. Matty Bowen's gonna have a fight up against Craig Gower. The great Mango. Yeah. Whoa. Fight Craig Gower in a in a ring is probably safer than fighting him in a back alley. He's, I was gonna say is. Is he, Matty Bowen, a chance of ending up like a Vander Holyfield? <laughs> yeah, he do that. He'd take your eye out, he'd chew your ear <laughs> off, and he'd steal your wallet in the same, yeah, yeah, in the same um, movement. Hey, Sir Donald Bradman's first ever baggy green cap yeah. is up for auction. Uh, so his first ever one, was first uh, ever test was 1928, almost 100 years ago. Many thought it was priceless. Yes. Obviously it's, it's not. Our hot topic is around that, uh, the reasons why, and uh, what other what other uh, great memorabilia would you love to get your hands on or great items of Australiana would you love to get your hands on? Yeah, you, can, uh, you can call us any time, 1300 42 15 33, or, uh, or send us a text, uh, 0477 736. Seven three six. Righto, let's get into the show. 
Sports Day Sports Update. Yes, uh, support local, australianmade.com.au. Scotty Sattler, Australia A and India A. That's just finished. I missed right at the end. I think that's just finished at Dremoyne Oval. I did see that uh, Will Pukowski got a, amongst the runs he, uh, in the second innings for Australia. He got 20, Late 20s or yeah. early 30s, yeah. yeah. he got a few. Joe Burns, no good in the second innings. No, no good. Yeah, uh, but I mean... Marcus Harris was out there batting as well. All the talk is around Cameron Green, of course, the Cam- six foot six. Cameron Green, um, he, he put a few more runs on... Uh, 125. The, the, yeah, he went mm-hmm. he went to 125, not out. Australia declared. And then he, he removed both openers with the ball. Only I think he only bowled four overs. He did, yeah. Two for 12. Two for 12. Yeah. Kid can play. Not only can he, not only can he play, uh, he looks like he's been there before. He's got us talking, hasn't he? You know, there's some players, Badge, and I don't know whether you came across some when you were playing club origin or for Australia, that some players in their debuts, they just, or you've seen them at training, they just look like they'd been there before. Laurie Daly was like that. There you go, just really comfortable in their position. Bradley Clyde, yeah. Mm. Guys are just sort of straight into the, at a young age, straight into the, the heart of it all and... And fired and, and just looked yeah. like they were uh, a class above mm. older players. Well, that that's this kid, that's Cam him. Green. That's him, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, the third and final T20 is about to get underway. Uh, not yeah, just about right now. I think that's going to two or three minutes. That's going to be happening. Yeah. So interesting to see that. Do you, do you care how we go? Do you, I, I do. We've lost the series two nil. Well, for pride, for one, you know, no one likes to be clean swept. We know that uh, Indians going for a three 0 before leading into the the Test match series, and another warm up game to come, of course, uh, leading into the Test match series. But in saying that, um, yeah, I do care because I think the players care also. They they want to be able to get into good form for the BBL, and they go back to the BBL, yep, uh, the twenty over format, and then also again badge a little bit like if you're playing Origin that. If you are in that third game, the season has been lost. You, you want to be able to put yourself in the right frame for the next time that an Australian team is picked sure. for T Twenty. So yeah, I, I, I do care. Mm. Yeah, and BBL is is underway. Yeah, on yeah. Thursday. So looking forward to that. All right, oh, some uh, some footy news now. I see Tigers recruit Joe Offengary says he had to have the hard conversation with his uh, with his new coach and soon to be old coach Kevy Walters uh, a little while ago, where he found out he was. Uh, Surplus to requirements at the Broncos. That's a tough one, but um, he said he got some advice off a, 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 a good player, a senior player at the Broncos. Who do you and, reckon that would be? Oh, there's not too no, many I think senior maybe players. Alex, there's not. Probably Alex Glenn. So they've been pretty close the over comes years, to mind. The ones that have come through the junior ranks. This is probably one of the real first, one of the first tests for Kevy Walters. Badge. Um, you know, the first test is always day one, and also you know creating all your coaching systems around that day one, and then mm. getting them into a a really good um, training focus really early on. That's a, you know, you, what control you have in any situation depends on that first encounter. And the first encounter for Kevy was going to be around that work ethic. But the next real tough job for for Kevy is when a player like Joe Offen and Gow, and for more reports, he looked at Kevy in the eye and he said, do you want to coach me? And Kevy said, well, nicely, if you've got another offer, it'd be best for you to go somewhere and start again. Yeah. And they're tough conversations he, to have. He's got to be able to do that. Yeah, that's absolutely. Part, that's a big part of the role. Uh, you've mm. got to be able to let people know. I was, I was just reading um, some excerpts out of Wally Lewis's new book the other day, which is interesting. And the what stuff about the about, photos in it? 
Yeah, so amazing. Did it amazing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, about how he lost the uh, the captaincy and mm. Wayne Bennett made the decision that it just that had to happen. Right or wrong or however you want to look at that from which point of view, the coach made that decision that it had to happen for the best for the best thing for the team and had to deliver the news. And you can't dance around that sort of one. And when you're emotional around that time, you do think you do think uh, negatively about the person delivering the the, of course. the message. But when you actually get older and a little bit more mature and you sort of sit back and, and weigh the whole thing up, even Wally himself said it was a tough decision to make. Mm. I respected Wayne for making that decision because in the end, whether Wayne was, whether Wally was going to be there or not for 1992, he was still playing in 92, remember? Captain coach of Gold Coast. The the Broncos went on to win back-to-back premierships yeah, under they Alfie. Did. They did. And uh, his mate... Um Gene Miles took over initially, yeah. didn't he? So Joe Alfred and Gowie, I mean, it's, he, you know, to his credit as well, he, he sort of won me over a little bit, Joe, when I read that interview when he mm. said that, you know, I love the Broncos and I love Kevy and I love the decision he had to make yep. and be able to tell me that decision. You Good, know, uh, a lot it's, of respect. It's, it's an important thing to be able to do to move There's on. some uh, coaches that struggle you know, to have what? those conversations, Badge. Well, well, and you've you got uh, to to say, okay, I understand and I still love the Broncos, I think that's great because I got sacked by Wayne Bennett of the Broncos a long time ago. 15 years ago. Not I'm, as a player, I'm still, as a staff member. Yeah. I'm still filthy about it. I've never gotten over it. But some people are better at that than uh, than, than me. Anyway, but uh, yeah, you've got a good one on your hands there, uh, Tigers um, fans. And I, I think I think it's a good experience for some people too. Just bring you back at, down a cog. He would have realised that good fresh his career, yeah, he's, he's, you can't just sort of... You don't have the right to stay at any club um, if you if you haven't got a contract and if they don't want you then you've you've got to find newer pastors well, and, yeah. and find and dig down deep inside your soul and find what you're really exactly. made of. Exactly, yeah, you're right. Now do. they lost Josh Alloa, of course, who's a good player, very good player, one of the best for the Tigers, I thought, in 21. But they get a representative player. Yeah. In his, stuff. his replacement. And James Tama as well, so it's a good front row. Now, we, we mentioned uh, late last night the news broke about Brandon Smith that um, that his manager, or he's been given permission to talk to uh, any other clubs. And we've got a, an, uh, a, tech, a text here from Paula from Labrador. Guys, which NRL teams do you think Brandon Smith will end up? But that's my next question, Sats. Which club would be the best fit for Brandon Smith? She says the Bulldogs or Warriors. Now, we're talking about 2022. Yeah, we've got to remember that everyone's thinking actually, this is next year. And he's actually con- and he's not would not normally be allowed to talk to anyone because he's actually got a contract for 2021 and 2022. Mm. But he's had a chat obviously with the Melbourne Storm hierarchy and they've said, "Look, we will give you permission to go and you can start talking to other clubs now to get your future sorted. You have to play the next year with us." Um, but the Around that, the stipulation is around that, Sats. This is where the Melbourne Storm are very good negotiators, and it worked extremely well with Josh Adokar. They need to get a, a suitable replacement. Not a like-for-like replacement, but a suitable replacement of a very high-standard player, because Brandon Smith is, mm. as a replacement. Now, with that, that was the, the part of the deal around Josh Adokar. Which they hasn't never, come it to never happened. Well, it yet. didn't happen. Yeah. And then they win the grand final and he decides he's going to stay for another year. So it was, I think it was really a really strong move by the Melbourne Storm, who are great negotiators. And they've done the same with, with Brandon Smith. So if someone wants him, you can't just say, we've got the money for him, we've got the best deal. You have to have something for the Melbourne Storm as well. The thing about it is that if you're a hooker, which is, a, and I think it's the second most important position on the field outside of the fullback in the modern game. And. If he's going to go to a club who is in need of a hooker, 
they can't really replace a like-for-like player because well, he's such a special... I don't know if it has to be like-for-like. Like, but, but it might it end up costing two players. But they might say, we club. want a speedy outside back. Yeah. We want a front rower. You're going to offer us a, uh, a really good edge-running back rower. Mm. No, that's not what we want. So I think there's going to be a lot of negotiating now. Clubs and managers calling the club and saying, hey, uh, Bulldogs are keen and they could help you get this this player or... Uh, as as uh, Paula says here, the Warriors, who have they got? Um, the, interestingly, Sats, it got sent to 14 clubs. There's 15 other clubs outside of the Melbourne So the Gold Storm. Coast Titans didn't get invited. The Titans didn't get invited. Why? No. Well, now there is this huge rumour going around that because they didn't want to be part of the process is because they've already signed Cameron Smith for 2021. That doesn't make sense for 2022 mm, no. for Brandon Smith. It so it's, it's a totally moot, moot point. Yeah, so someone's, yeah, they've thrown yeah. a dart and they've got it completely wrong. Maybe they just didn't have their email address or, or it <laughs> dropped off the, the email. I thought the, the Titans might be a good fit for him, but I, I do remember recently them saying they've spent most of their salary cap. They've, they've managed to get some very good players. Yeah, they have. Um, and they're, look, I think they're in the market for cut price players. And they've got Dale Copley. Uh, back to the Broncos. Oh, no, he's gone back to the Broncos, back to the Broncos hasn't Broncos, he? Yeah. So, uh, Tigers, who we know need Bulldogs. Them. And the Tigers have just let Josh Reynolds yep. leave, freed some money well, up. Well, the West Tigers look like maybe getting and Gareth Widdop. And he was on fair money. To, to replace that. Are they going to get Gareth Widdop? Well, it looks as though that they may get Gareth Widdop to replace um, Josh Reynolds, which is about like-for-like like money. And a very good player as well, well mind you. Yeah, that's right. So, Josh, so, yeah, Brandon Smith, Yeah, the most obvious ones are are the West Tigers and the Bulldogs. Righto. Now, as, as you're saying, Paula from Labrador is saying Bulldogs or Warriors. Mm. Now, the Warriors are, are a club that that used that used hookers that weren't genuine hookers throughout the 2021 season and did fantastic jobs. 2020. 2020 season, I should say. Mm. So And did a great job as well. So, But they do need a specialist hooker. Yeah. All right. Um, Tauteo Moga is signed with a fifth NRL club. This will be his fifth in nine or ten years. Ten. This will be his, He's coming into his tenth year. Fourth knee reconstruction. 70, 74 games in mm. nine years. He's just has had a horror run. But he's uh yeah he's signed with the Bunnies. Mm. So he started with the Good Roosters, uh, I like the it. Broncos, the Cowboys, the Knights, and now to the Bunnies. I just want to see him on the field I like for an it, extended Badger. period. I like some of the stuff that he was starting to show at Newcastle yep. until he did his, oh, his, he had his last knee reconstruction. Again. So I think he's... This might be his last chance. Yeah, and you know what? He's, yeah, Brent Tate had three knee reconstructions, mm. came back and played Origin. You know, So it's not out of the realm for him to, to finish off a really good, you know, what has been a checkered career. But he's a really, as a bargain, bargain basement player, which he would have had to accept near sort of minimum wage. I think that's a really safe buy by the Bunnies. Mm. Yeah. All right. Now, a couple of uh, off-field things. Uh, that Tom Starling business uh, up on the Central Coast, uh, uh, arrested and charged. Uh, Ricky Stewart, his Looked coach. Like he got a touch-up too, didn't he? He, does, he did, yeah. His face had some bark off Rick, it. Ricky says he, he's questioned the claims that Tom Starling tried to grab a policeman's gun during that altercation. And mm. he said um, he can't believe anyone would do that. Uh, and Ricky says he's more. He'd be more disappointed if his young hooker hadn't gone to the defence of his brother and his mother. Well, that's one of the sticking up for. That's his one man. of the allegations that there was a comment made about his mother, and that's why his brother had reacted to whatever was said. Mm. Uh, Tom Starling and another brother went to his aid. Um, Tom Starling has admitted from all reports that he did try and um, defuse a, a potential altercation. 
Whether he's put his hands on the police is a different story. But again, it'll come down to exactly what happened with Curtis Scott. The CCTV will, will end up telling And the telling body cam the stuff as is. well. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So mm. fortunately, that's, uh, that, that might clear that one up. Um, not have got no idea um, just how guilty or not he is. Uh, controversial player agent Isaac Moses has lost his appeal, Sats, against yeah. the decision to cancel his accreditation. This goes back to some stuff with uh, his um, one of his clients at Timmy the time, Manor. Tim Manor. Yeah. So um, it, was... it was all around the the salary cap scandal with Parramatta when they breached the salary cap. There was third party deals yes. that were included, um, and Tim Manor was you know to give evidence to the NRL integrity unit around that. And um, what they were saying is that he more or less coerced a client to give to falsify evidence. Yes, Tim Manor is not that way inclined. Mm. Uh, hence, you know, I, I like what the NRL are doing. Um, badge for a long time there, I think some agents, not all agents, there's some very very good agents and very good men that are agents as well. That, but there were some there that were. I thought were were a real stain on. Oh, the there's game. been some dodgy ones. Absolutely, sure. and there's there's still some there as now. But uh, but I think the NRL are slowly, slowly but surely starting to eradicate the ones that aren't willing to follow the rules. Yep, yep. So yeah. they, they, he hasn't lost his accreditation yet. No. But then the appeals committee now is hearing submissions from all parties on whether. Um, so he, it should be cancelled. It was due reg- deregistered. Then the appeal process went in, which means he can still operate. Yep. They've now upheld it. Now they've got to go through another level of compliance to, of submissions to see whether they should officially implement the, the deregistration. Yes. and uh, seems to be very convoluted, doesn't it? Is, it is, yeah. But no, there's, there's plenty of process and plenty of chances for him to prove himself, mm. uh, try to prove himself not guilty. All right. Uh, and uh, a bit of an embarrassing one from the Olympics. That's, uh, there's a new Olympics Not embarrassing at all. From 2024. It is. Breakdancing. You love this, don't love you? I love breakdancing. Well, you, you were a breakdancer. I'll tell you a little bit later on about my breakdancing You career. were a breakdancer. I was. I was in a what they call a crew, and we had battles. <laughs> is this the last year or two or recently? I was 13. No, you were 13. Mm. Okay. Uh, and this is going to be at Paris in 2024. Also, skateboarding, surfing, and sport climbing are going to be back at the 2024 Paris Olympics. I think they're going to be in Tokyo. Surfing and skateboarding and sport sports climbing, climbing? Yep. will be, yes. Okay. Great stuff. And I've just received... You, we just, you don't care about the other three. You just care about the breakdancing. Breakdancing. We've just received a message here uh, on our text line, uh, 0477 Cam from Kyogle, home of the Kyogle Turkeys. He said, can you please let me know next time your feet play up so, so I can spread the seed. He must be a farmer. Oh, is that Cam, right? Cam, yeah. Oh, so get ready for the rain because you yeah, can so feel the rain coming on. Yeah, so when my feet start... On. Playing okay. up with arthritis. We will start letting you know early. We've got obviously all the Brilliant. numbers that come through. I'll be able to let Cam, Cam know when the, uh, and all the, the feet play up. Beautiful. Yep. All right. Look for the green and gold Aussie made logo to be sure it's authentic, authentically Australian made. This is Sports Day for Kia's open season on now with match winning deals. After the break, uh, one of the great promoters, former New Zealand International Rugby League star, Crop Duster Pilot. He was many things. <laughs> is he really? Crop no, Duster. I used to tell yeah. people that. The great Dean Lonigan uh, will be joining us back soon. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. 
We're back. This is Sports Day for Kia. Kia's open season on now with match-winning deals and red energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. Yes, Badge and Sats back here with you on a Tuesday night, just trying to get our special guest uh, on the line, Dean Lonigan, all the way from uh, back in NZ. He's in isolation, Sats. Uh, so he's the promoter of Justice Hooney, the, mm. the new young heavyweights, and uh, we're hoping that we've we've got him on the line. Um, otherwise, we're going to have to... Uh... Well, Badge, he's promoting, and this is what we want to have a chat to him about, um, he's promoting what I think might be a possibility, uh, uh, one of the real exciting nights on the sporting calendar, which is a rugby league rivalry night. At this moment, it is proposed for around the second week of February, and it will involve current rugby league players, past rugby league players, all yep. fighting against each other. Uh, all right. Well, we'll find out very soon if we got him. But uh, while we're waiting, let's get into our hot topic. Now, hot topic time. Yes, uh, for Red Energy, 100% Australian electricity and gas. Uh, hot topic. We're talking about Sir Donald Bradman's first ever baggy green cap. It's going to be auctioned on Thursday, Sats. This, I can't think of too many... Other items that are as would be as as sought after, as highly regarded in Australia. I'd, it's uh, first it's baggy green and only baggy green. You would think that you would get, but um, in saying that, no, um, no, he had a he had a nineteen forty eight cap, and it was I, actually, sold. Actually, that was auctioned as well, wasn't yeah, it? In two thousand and three, yep, and it was auctioned. It sold for four hundred and twenty five thousand wow. dollars. Now that's back seventeen years ago. Yes. Since then, another perhaps indicator was this year. After the bushfires, Shane there was a Warne. bushfire appeal. Yeah, Shane of course. Warne, he got a million dollars for wow. his baggy green. So this is nineteen twenty-eight. This is ninety-two years ago. What is that worth? I, I'd I'd hate to think. So what's happened is he gave it to a guy named Peter Dunham. Yes, many years ago. Is that right? Back in the fifties. Back in the fifties, mm. um, who had it framed up and whatever else, and 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 then donated it to a museum. Okay, but it was or, or not donated. He that he, he well, let them donated. hold yeah, it exactly. Held yeah. it. Yes. Yep. Um, and now he has been, uh, He's been jailed for fraud. Yeah, jailed, jailed for fraud, yeah. And the victims of his fraud have managed to get this as as part of, uh, to, to, to get some proceeds from whatever this is. There's a $1.4 million fraud, I believe. Yes. Um, so that, this is going to go towards the victims, mm. whatever they get out of it. Um, Good move. If it goes over 1.4, like does, go does, does that mean he gets the rest? Oh, you did. It's a good question. Or do they get more than their investment? Mm, well, there would be interest on top of the money that was that was frauded. So, defrauded, I should say. So, uh, yeah, many thought this was priceless, Badge. Many thought that this, if it went to auction, that there wouldn't be enough. There wouldn't be enough around that would be willing to pay the money that it would be worth. Now, like you're saying, the Shane Warne has probably has been a really good leveler of one million dollars. What would it possibly go for? Oh. I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's got to be well. It's got to be at least minimum double of what Shane Warne is now. Shane Warne again has been involved. But you got someone's got to buy it. He's been included in the Wisdom's top hundred cricket players of all time. Now we're talking about the number one cricket player of all time, the greatest ever. So it's got to be a minimum of double of what Warne's was at a million dollars. And his 1928 cap, very first. Oh, I think it's amazing. Very first um, tour. What other Aussie items? And you might want to tell us, listeners, what what would you? Want to see oh four double seven seven three six seven three six? What would you want to see up for grabs, or maybe get a a crack at? I'll tell you, I'll throw one in. Yep, the Japanese flag, 
that Dawn Fraser stole at the Tokyo Olympics. Was that 64? 64. Wow. That's a good one. I like and that. He, he, I, I did read a story here because it was the, the, it was the Aussies um, hierarchy that when they found out this had happened and she mm-hmm. they snuck out with a few people and taken the flag down or whatever and they were just incensed about it. And she was a bit of a rebel, so they kicked her off the team. The Japanese, they said she... They, they presented her with the flag later on. That was her third Olympics too, wasn't it? Yeah, it, was, was it would have been her, mm. you know, her, her chance at three 100-metre uh, um, gold medals. Gold medals, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. I like that one. That's a little bit unique, Badge. That would be, I think that would be a, a What show about still? Richie Benno's off-white beige very first commentary jacket? Well, which one? Because there is the beige and the off-white and the Well, and beige the is off-white, isn't it? And the is brown. beige off-white? Well, that's the whole point. We the beige. Know. The beige is what he's famous we're for. We're ring Billy Birmingham and find out. <laughs> but yeah, that, that would be good. I thought you were going to say his microphone. <laughs> I, I tell you what, it's probably nothing that would sit in the vicinity of, of Don Bradman. But um, what about Greg Chappell's very first white floppy hat? The ones that every kid ended up buying from the sports store. Remember the one that he signed the sign and it just yes. became it became an absolute juggernaut. The white but floppy so cricket many of hat. Them. But the original one, the one that he first wore. That that was designed off. Yeah. What about not 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 up with the. What about Steve Bradbury's Bradman's. Steve Bradbury's uh, skates that he won the two thousand two gold medal in last man standing. That's pretty big. It wouldn't be bad. I tell you what, I'd love. Was that the skates he tripped over the rest of the field with? Yes. Mm. I tell you, I tell you, <laughs> I tell you the one I would love, Badge, and you know how much of a boxing fan I am. Muhammad Ali won the gold. A, me- sorry, Australian. Cassius Clay. Uh, Cassius Clay won. The gold medal in the 1960 Rome Olympics. Mm. When he came home, he walked into a cafeteria and the owner of the cafeteria said, whites only. And so, and this has been confirmed also by Angelo Dundee, who was his trainer, is that he threw the the gold medal in disgust, the country that he fought so hard for. He threw it in the Mississippi River. Because I read, I thought I read that that didn't happen. Mm. No, it was confirmed by his trainer, Dundee. He said, because it was a great regret of Muhammad Ali's. Now, if you could find that, that would be worth yeah. upwards of what a Bradman baggy ground oh, would be worth. More, Probably no, more. That was the greatest, his mm. greatest athlete of the 20th yeah. century. Uh, what do you think? Have you got, have you got one for us? Uh, Rod Laver's Grand Slam winning yeah. tennis racket, something like that. Uh, give us a buzz or text us 0477-736-736. Hey, you'll be blown away with car air conditioning or service at Repco. Authorised service, book at repcoservice.com. This is Sports Day for Kia's Open Season. On now with match-winning deals. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. We're back. This is Sports Day for Kia. Kia's open season on now with match-winning deals and red energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. Yeah, we sure are. It's Badge and Sats back with you on a Tuesday night. Australia has a new superstar on the rise in the world of boxing, Sats, and you've been talking about him for a while. Mm. Um, he's popped up on my radar the last month or so, and we bumped into an old mate of mine at uh, State of Origin um, recently, and he said, you've got to keep an eye on this uh, Justice Hooney, who's, uh, who's an out-and-out star in the heavyweight, star in the making. He's looking good, Sats, isn't he? Looking great. 21 years of age, what, six foot five, 117, 18 odd kilos, and his body movement. He moves like he moves like a middleweight. He's that quick. Uh, a boxer of he's like, a he's lot like smaller you, stature. You and your breakdancing days, Scotty Sattler. 
Unbelievable. Uh, and that, uh, that mate of mine, former teammate uh, and now promoter of the stars, Dean Lonigan, is on the line all the way from New Zealand. How are you, mate? I'm very well. Would you believe this? I've come home for Christmas and I'm isolating at the moment in a hotel in Christchurch. I haven't left the room in three days. They COVID tested me today. And over here, the tests are a little bit more archaic than Australia. They stuck this cotton bud, which is more like a needle, right up my snoz, and it hurt like all hell. I said the expletive, the F word, and she was quite <laughs> horrified. But goodness gracious me, it's a brutal process. It's <laughs> pretty strict over there, huh? Most of the quarantining has, uh, has stopped. Kiwis can come over here and not quarantine, but you've gone home. And uh, you've got to you've got to go and isolate for a couple of weeks, Dean. That's a tough. That one. is correct, and it's not going to change anytime soon, Badge. You have to when you come home. You get a it's a voucher system which you book online, and I booked mine probably about six weeks ago when I come home. But you, if you want to come home from overseas now, you can't get until February because all the hotels are full. And I can tell you, it's like a military operation. Like I was hoping to quarantine in Auckland because that's where I'm, I live, and uh, or at least that's my home is. And, mate, all the way down, the army are in charge. You're telling where you to go. So, mate, it's, there's no way people can get out of this. And would you believe this? I have not left my room. And uh, I have this habit that when I talk on the phone, I tend to walk. Well, today I clocked up over 12,000 steps. I have walked 8.7 kilometres in my room and my thongs and on the carpet. Can you believe oh, that? Oh, I can't believe it because we spoke to Brad Haddon last week and he said, he couldn't go out of his room either when he came back to Sydney. He came back from over the UAE, and he said, "I said, he said, if they would let you out if you're a smoker, he said, I would have started smoking. Would have taken it up. <laughs> but he must be tough. Hey, let, let, tell us a bit about um, Justice Hooney. I know you've got high hopes for him. What sort of a what sort of a lad is he? I'm extremely excited about Justice on a whole lot of fronts, Veg. The, uh, when I first met Justice was no more than three months ago, and the process to talking to him and getting him to sign on a piece of paper was the shortest I've ever been through with any boxer. It was just two weeks. We sat down. We had a chat. They talked about their dreams and goals and ambitions, and I said, well, I, I understand what you're saying, and by the way, here's how we can fulfill those. And um, So, mate, it was just a very, very short process to sign him up, and in two months that I've had him, uh, we've had two fights, and he wanted to create history Everything about what he does is about legacy and history. So the first thing we did was to get him the, you know, the, an opportunity to win the heavyweight title of Australia in his first fight. Now, this has been attempted before, not only in the heavyweight division, but across all weight divisions. But it's never been achieved in 120 years of Australian boxing. So Justice wow. Hooney, on debut, came out from three-round fights into a 10-round fight, won the Australian heavyweight title, and is the first boxer in 120 years in Australia to do that. So that's a bit of history there. But going forward, you know, I've seen him mature unbelievably in the media. He's gone from being a shy, retiring guy who loves to be in the media, and he's communicating extremely well for a 21-year-old. A lot of people have said you should get media training for him. I don't believe in that, because I think if you have a look at, and you guys would know this, you have a look at a lot of sportsmen today with media training under their belt, they give you banal, boring answers to all their mm. questions, whereas I want this kid to be fresh. So my idea of media training is just to keep them thrown in there and let them answer the questions as they come up and answer them truthfully, rather than the usual boring bullshit that you now get out of sports and week in, week out. Yeah, exactly. Now, Dino, once upon a time, you, you went to the Olympics as an amateur, then you turned pro after the Olympics, uh, depending on your success. Now, with the new regulations around the Olympics where you're less than 10 fights, you can fight at the Olympics. Has this always been Justice's 
his motivation to still win a gold medal and put money aside to to be earning a lot more money in the professionals as opposed to going back to the Olympics and trying to win a gold next year? Look, one of the biggest problems that Justice had uh, was getting fights on a regular basis because he couldn't get guys to fight him. And the great thing about when you turn pro, there's one thing solves all problems in the pro game, and that's money. And the honest truth is we pay our opponents probably right now a lot more than what Justice is getting paid because they know that they're, they're coming up to get belted. So we're going to do something historical with Justice, uh, and that is we think he can win gold. If the Olympics go ahead next year, and I fully expect that they will, we think he can win gold. Now, here's, here's what we've got. I have, I'm working with the only Australian Olympian who is performing on a regular basis at a high level in front of the national media. So by the time we get to July, when we fight, we'll be on fight number six overall in July, but fight number four for next year, we're fighting Lucas Brown just before the Olympics. I expect the Australian media to be close to fever pitch on this kid by the time we mm. get there because he is the only high-profile Olympian who's performing against a former world champion. And my goal for this kid is, is that he goes ahead and goes and he wins gold. Now, that's his goal as well, and he's had this since he was about 10 years of age. That's his dream. So I'm fully supportive that he goes to the Olympic and competes there. My goal from after that is to get him in record time to a world title heavyweight fight with, ideally, Tyson Fury, and the timing on that will tell. But if he can do these things in this short space of time, by the time we get to August next year, this kid could quite possibly be the most famous Australian athlete in the country for next year. And if he goes on to have the career I think he's capable of, might become one of the all-time great Australian athletes who is better known than most, you know, maybe right across the century. I don't know. Yeah, I love how frequent you're going to fight him in these early stages, Dino. Now, another fighter that's been in your stables, Joseph Parker. Would would you ever see that that Justice and and Judge and Parker would come up against each other in the very near future? The answer is yes. Um, and for those of you who don't know, I used to run a heavyweight when I was in New Zealand called Joseph Parker and we took him from absolute amateur all the way up to the world title and the goal was to fight Anthony Joshua. Now we achieved that goal. Joseph won the the WBO world heavyweight title in New Zealand against Andy Ruiz. Uh, Ruiz went on to upset Anthony Joshua, would you believe, and went from, and I'll explain what's happened to the heavyweight division with paydays from there. But yeah, we took Joseph Parker, the biggest event I've been part of was in front of 75,000 at Millennium Stadium in Cardiff when we fought uh, Anthony Joshua, and that was something, quite something. And what I can tell you is this, it's, it's justice, and I think jo- justice is better at, a, at the same time as what Joseph was. If justice can perform to the level that we think, I think we could kill Suncorp two or three times a year quite easily, but we just got to get there. So uh, I think this kid is better than Joseph Parker was at the same time, and I think in the near future, you probably will see us fight Joseph Parker. We'll just, but you know, time will tell. At the end of the day, we have to do the, the time-honoured tradition of taking one fight at a time. But it's, a, it's Justice Hooney's job to win every fight that I line up. It's my job to look way ahead into the future, plan out the strategies, and, uh, and try and manoeuvre our way through the, uh, the interesting world of professional boxing. And try to fill those stadiums, as you did with the, the Pacquiao-Horn fight, Dean. And uh, that was a, a bit of a pipe dream for a lot of people. Just didn't think that was, you know, he might have been, a, it was out of reach for Jeff Horn. But what an amazing day that was. And uh, look, I know you've got um, some other plans in, at the moment. You've, there's, a, there's a big fight night um, with a, a, some, plenty of ex-football players, charity night, planned for February. Can you 
give us any details, where and when and, and who's going to fight? Well, we're still working out where, but, you know, we've got the likes of uh, Josh Papali's lined up and sort of his name sort of leaked out. We've got Junior Paulo's lined up and we've got sign-off from the club. We've got them signed contracts. We've got third-party agreements. We've got big Sammy Thiaday's lining up. And, Badge, you may or may not remember that many, many years ago I started a thing called Fight for Life in New Zealand. Mm. And to me, it wasn't rocket science. And if I was going to get into the promotions game, I, I was putting on regular league games. And you played in one of those when the Canberra Raiders came over to play the local Auckland side way before uh, Auckland was in the NRL. 92. And, um, 91, yeah. There you go. And I sort of, I worked out that the biggest cheer that football played, the biggest cheer that crowds ever gave was not when they were scoring tries or making breaks. It was when there was big punch-ups on the field. <laughs> so it wasn't exactly rocket science. It wasn't exactly rocket science to put football players in the ring. People knew who they were and make that support aside and go hell for leather. So we put on a rugby union versus rugby league night first up. We raised something like half a million bucks for, I think it was Yellow Ribbon. But uh, we had the highest rating TV show of all, you know, in New Zealand that year. So that was a pretty fair indication we had the formula right. So we've decided to do that again uh, in Queensland somewhere. Not quite sure on the location. That'll come up soon. And uh, I tell you, one of the best proponents I've ever seen in the ring was a good mate of ours, Badge, and that is Mel Meninga. You would have thought oh, yeah. he was born to fight. He had this big, monstrous jab. And Mel did two fights for me, one against Kevin <laughs> Borovich. And, mate, he, uh, he managed to, to put Kevin to sleep. But then he also fought Mark Jackson. Yeah. Mark, Mark Jackson, Jackson I've told people I was there. He took a dive that night. He realised what he was in for, well, didn't he? I can tell you what happened, Badge, is that Jacko is actually quite a good bloke. He's a great raconteur and he tells a great story. But um, it was really interesting because we were, the fight was on and Jacko had had 10 professional fights and he was unbeaten. And Mel was only on fight number two and he just fought as an amateur. And as we were walking out, you know, I was beside Mel and he, Mel gets nervous or he got nervous before those fight nights because it's a totally foreign environment. Put him in state of origin, he goes easy. Put him in this yeah. environment, and it's like all nerves. And he looked at me and says, you got me into this, you effing idiot. Anyway, so he trots his way out, and he does what Mal does, and he hits him with these straight jabs. And anyway, Jacko goes down and stays down in the first round. And he came out after the fight and says, Dino, I hope I didn't let you down, but I'm bugging if I was taking any more of that. <laughs> yeah, Mal whistled one past his ear. Oh, it was unbelievable. Well... We're hearing maybe Townsville, mate. I know you can't tell us too much, but um, hopefully that'll get sorted oh, soon. Oh, the way it'll be exciting. Dina, we can't wait for the uh, the next uh, fight for Justice Hooney as well, coming up pretty soon, mate. So, Guys, can I just, just give you something that'll be entertaining, right? Yep. One of the greatest Fight for Life nights we ever had was a guy called Mark Bournville versus Lindsay Rocky. Google it on YouTube and watch the fight. I promise you it's the most entertaining thing you've ever seen in the fight game. What happens is Rocky early on in the fight headbutts my mate Horse or Mark Bourneville. <laughs> horse goes mental and they end up in this all in brawl. Anyway, Lindsay Rocky ends up on the ground. The, the, the former heavyweight champion of New Zealand is the referee. He's pulling Mark Bourneville off. Bourneville throws him to one side, and while Lindsay's on the ground, Bourneville comes in with a big haymaker and smacks him right in the face. <laughs> that is the carry on I expect. In, fight, in these fight nights that we have. So if you're a football oh, player listening, go and check out the video, Mark Bourneville versus Lindsay Rocky or Horse versus Lindsay Rocky, Fight for Life, 
and have a look. I promise you, boys, it's worth a look. <laughs> Beautiful. Sounds more like rock and roll wrestling. Dean Lonigan, all the way from New Zealand. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Good on you. Break time on Sports Day. For Kia back soon. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. We're back. This is Sports Day for Kia. Kia's open season on now with match-winning deals and red energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. Uh, now let's see what's happening with Queensland Racing. Another with our, legend. Another legend, Chris Nelson. How are you, Chris? <laughs> Going very well, thanks, guys. Now, I don't before think I've we... reached the uh, legendary status yet. No, be- before we get to what's happening in Queensland Racing this week, you were meant to play golf with Woogie today. What happened? Uh, well, I had to bail out because I got a little bit of extra work thrown at me and I, uh, I, I just couldn't, couldn't justify spending five hours at the golf course um, while all this work was going astray a, and I'd have to, I have to then come home and do it all night. Well, five hours with a bloke that's off 45. That's yeah. the problem, isn't it? You, and you'll be, you'll, you'll be complicit to his score of 146. So. <laughs> I tell you what, if the wind's blowing there, it'll be in the 200. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, what's happening with harness racing this weekend? Well, Queensland's uh, only grand circuit race for the Pacers is on this Saturday night at Albion Park. It's the $175,000 Group 1 Flax of Fake. It's the highlight of this year's uh, Queensland Summer Harness Carnival, of course. And just a side note, Seven Mate are going to broadcast the race live. So make sure you can tune in there and see it on Seven Mate. Big night at Albion Park on Saturday night. Just a little bit of housekeeping, guys. There was a Dolby meeting set down for this afternoon. Unfortunately, with all the big storms we had uh, in uh, some parts of uh, southeast Queensland last night, Dolby copped a heap of rain. So that was cancelled today, and it will run next Monday. So next Monday, December 14, if you're interested in having a bet in that Dolby race meeting from today, you can get on next Monday. Beautiful. Good work. Talk to you tomorrow. Look forward to it. Yeah, for the latest Queensland racing news, meetings and form, visit racingqueensland.com.au. Get racing. Gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. 858. This is Sports Day for Kia's Open Season. On now with match winning deals. Beautiful stuff. Hey, before we get to the breaks, uh, Scotty Sattler, you've got some uh, texts there, haven't we? Uh... Yeah, have. got one here from Matt. Matt, don't call me stupid. Come on. He said sat. He called me darts, but it's actually sats. No, he's talking about darts is a stupid comparison. Darts, stupid comparison. Really? Yeah, we're talking about. Warney's hat was sold for charity. Hence, makes so much more than a normal bag of oh, green sale. Okay, I guess I know what he's saying, but no, but, um, but um, but Donald Bradman's is for charity also. It's for a cause of people that have that are in hardship. Yes, so, yes. So yeah. someone else here has said we're talking about uh, the, the on Thursday. Um, so Donald Bradman's first ever bag of green cap goes up for sale. I think this is from uh, Steve from Raymond Terrace. I think Scomo and Co should buy it and put it in a museum like Farlap. Is Far- Farlap's in a museum? Isn't yes. He? Yep. Is that the real Farlap? Yep. What? Wasn't his, is his heart there? Or no, is his heart separate? is actually separate. I tell you what, that'd be worth a quid. There you go. As mm. much as uh, the Japanese flag that Dawny <laughs> Fraser stole? Not so sure. Good on you. Hey, keep those texts coming. 0477736736. Or you can call us anytime. 1300 42 and, 15 And Nick, 33. I love Rock City Crew. 
There's a text here about oh, break dancing, about your break rock dancing. steady crew. Yep. Hey, you, the rock steady crew, show what you do, make a break, make a move. That Next was a song. Mitch. Is yeah. that right? Okay. This is Sports Day open season at Kia with match-winning deals and Australia's best seven-year warranty across the range. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.